Let's go talk history now with Dr. Grant Morris. Hi, Grant. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, you're keen, wading into this right-wing, <laughs> left-wing debate. Yeah, but I'm going to do it in a particular way today, which I think will keep me safe. <laughs> you're asking, is this really the most right-wing government in recent New Zealand history? Is that what people are suggesting? Yeah, I've, I've seen it um, a number of times. Some commentators have, have noted it, and some have said since 1990, and some have said since 1975, and some have, I think, said ever, um, which is you know a long time. Um, but yeah, I've seen it a few times over the last week. So you're going to examine it, um, whether this is true or not, whether this is the most right-wing government in history, and how are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to start with um, just these terms, left-wing and right-wing, and it's something I do in my jurisprudence class. So this is legal theory that I teach sometimes yeah. here at the, the law school. And I get the students talking about, you know, what does left-wing mean and what does right-wing mean? And, and maybe giving some examples from history, would this person be left-wing and this person be right-wing? And what yes, they, please. Yeah, what, what they, what they um, quickly find is that you've got to really divide it up. And, and quite a common way now of, nowadays of dividing it up is to say, well, let's use a, let's use a social category and let's use an economic category. Mm. So, you know, on the left, in a social category might be people who want rapid social change, progressives. Um, you could use that term. And then on the other end of the spectrum, traditionalists. But on an economic spectrum, you might have socialism, government control on one end, and then you know, neoliberal free market capitalism on the other. And of course, you'll get people who will be left on one, you know, maybe on, on social issues and, and right on economic issues. Mm. And so are they right-wing? Are they left-wing? Are they, are they, does it cancel each other out? And in the yeah, middle? or you get strange things like um, the the strong resemblance between the economic policies of Bernie Sanders with those of Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's I mean, for a start, it's not that helpful, the terms left and right. Um, and they're historic, you know, you know you've got... Um, yeah, all the way back to the French Revolution and events like that as to why they why they're called what they're called. But um in terms of you know being having some use, you've really got to make that that division. Mm. And, and then we then we get to the term liberal and you know it's, it's a wonderful term and it's it's used often in philosophy, but it's used so much and and in so many contradictory ways these days that it's it's very hard to know what what people mean by it. They tend to just say, oh, I'm a liberal. And it's like, well, no, I'm a liberal. <laughs> and I don't like just to the gritty song, you know, it, it becomes yeah. um, counterproductive. And it's also used pejoratively too, um, mm. more more so in the US than in New Zealand mm. perhaps. Mm. So so you're not going to use that term in this discussion? No, no. And I'm, I'm, I suppose I am going to use the terms left-wing and right-wing and then ultimately I'm going to conclude that they're not that helpful. Um, but I am going to make that decision between on social issues and on economic issues. And of course there's overlap between social and economic issues. But I think most people can say, well, okay, if we're talking about the way the economy runs and that, that, that's different um, to how we might, say, look at um, an issue like same-sex marriage or decriminalisation of mm. cannabis or something like that. Mm. Okay, where are, you, where are you, what year are you beginning? So we'll start in 1935 because that's where we get the Labour National dichotomy. I mean, you can go back before 1935 and you'll definitely find more right-wing governments um, than the ones, you know, anything we've had in the last several decades, including, you know, the ones that confiscated um, Māori land in the um, 1860s and beyond. Uh, but, but using terms like left and right 150 years ago is... is more difficult, you know, you're in a fundamentally different political spectrum. Yeah, different um, world. Yeah, and it takes a lot longer than our slot, I think, to wade through that. So we'll go through from 1935. 
Uh, okay, and what contenders do we have for the title of most right-wing government? Yeah, well, I thought, well, what might people think about, especially you know, listeners who are thinking, well, within my lifetime, they, they might think, oh, it's got to be Rogenomics, fourth Labour government, you know, David Longy's government with Rogenomics, uh, uh, Roger Douglas, you know, calling a lot of the shots, um, Labour government, of course, but considered often a right-wing one. But then you look at it and say, okay, yep, on economic issues, yeah, it was a right-wing government. But what about social issues, the putting treaty principles into legislation, anti-nuclear stance, um, uh, decriminalising homosexuality and things like that. It was very much a, a social progressive government. So is it right or is it left? And the answer mm. is, well, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. And then, and then the, the, that's, oh, okay, well, if we can't have that one as our most right-wing government, what about Robert Muldoon? Surely he was right-wing. And, and you know, people might say, well, on social issues, you've got the way he basically exploited the 1981 Springbok tour. You've got his 1975 election campaign. And then you think, well, wait a minute, look at his economic policies of a borderline socialism um, in terms of government control and price weight mm. freezes. You know, he, he, was, he was such an interventionist uh, in the economy, which is the, really the antithesis of, of right-wing economic um, theory. Um, so well, maybe, you know, Muldoon's, uh, we can't use him as an example either. And it becomes harder and harder to kind of find an example that's that's clear cut. Um, so John Key, I mean, you know, nine years in power was was his government, but in many ways it was a you know, it leaned centre right on economic issues. I think most people would agree with that. But it was it was quite centrist and incremental in terms of change, and, and kept, I think, a surprising amount of the Clark Labor government's reforms. Yeah. Uh, in place over nine years, um, working for families and things like that. So I don't think John Key's government would be the most right-wing one. What about, I, I know less about the um, the governments of the mid-20th century, although you've tried to educate me over the years, but what about the sort of the Holland and the Holyoke governments? Because mm, someone mentioned Holyoke, but Holyoke again was... was yeah, very much um, middle of the road. He kept a lot of the First Labour government's welfare reforms. Um, and yeah, we would see both Holland, uh, who came before Holyoke, and then Holyoke's government as socially conservative. But if you look, if you were living during that time in the 50s and 60s, it was quite a, a reflection of that time as well. So um, you've got to keep that in mind also. So yeah, again, more, you know, um, leaning right, but middle of the road on many issues. Um, okay. And so, so, so someone someone just texted me two words, Grant. The words are Jenny and Shipley. <laughs> my next, my next, my next part of the talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so let's look at that 1990s national government. There were some uh, huge welfare cuts. Um, yeah. In particular, they stuck with the economic reforms, the right-wing economic reforms, or arguably right-wing economic reforms of that fourth Labour government. So how do they stack up? Yes, I mean, that, that nine years, of course, this is when we were at university and we were, you know, probably getting into politics for the first time in terms yeah. of interest. Um, it really was, you know, without going on too much about it, was you've got to divide that nine years into three. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, I think it's really that first three years, so 1990 to 1993, not not so much Jenny Shipley, but yeah. uh, Ruth Richardson and Jim The mother Bolton. of all budgets, eh? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a right-wing budget. <laughs> you can get away from that. And, I mean, on social issues, it was mixed. Um, you know, you think of the work they did on treaty settlements, and, and uh, but then on the other hand, um, might be considered conservative and others. I think that's probably your, your 
closest contender mm-hmm. to most right-wing government of recent times would be the first three years um, of, of that Bolger government. Um, but, yeah. but, yeah, not not it's not clear-cut, I don't think. It's really interesting. This is probably another talk, but to think that, you know, Roger Douglas, Richard Preble um, were really the architects of the ACT Party who are arguably the more right-wing of this coalition, even though they were part of that fourth-term Labour government back in the late 80s. But anyway, let's pause that one. What do we take away from this talk? Um, firstly, that it's, it's a mixed picture, and I think it's a mixed picture with, I mean, I'm not going to give I mean, my opinion on the current government. Is, is, you know, I'm a historian, I'm a political scientist, so it's of no more value really than anyone else's. Uh, they haven't, you know, they've just started. But I think it's, it's, it's always a more mixed picture than, um, than, than people make out. And I think some of the comparisons when people say most right-wing governments since the X year are probably more comparisons with previous government um, mm-hmm. rather than with uh, national governments of the past or even Labour governments of the past. So I think it's, it's early days and a historian would never make a judgment after, you know, one week after being signed in, but rather probably wait about 10 years uh, after they've left office. Okay, so the answer is you're not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? It really depends on how the next three years or, yeah. or beyond play out. And, and even so, I mean, I don't even think that the, you'd, you'd find it difficult to get agreement on what left-wing and right-wing even mean. But yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's definitely a centre-right government. I think, I think that is clear. But in terms of how right-wing, who knows? Um, thank you, Grant. Heaps to think about in there. Hey, by the way, did you hear they've just announced Henry Kissinger has died? No, I didn't. Yeah, no, just just um, in the last few minutes uh, confirmed uh, he's dead at 100, exactly 100 years old. I don't know if you know much about his life. I won't ask you to do a spontaneous eulogy. But, <laughs> no, um, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And I, I know it's been a long life. I was just going to ask how old he was. Yeah. I didn't realise he'd had 100, but mm. yeah. Mm. Thanks, Grant. Nice to talk well, to you. you Grant Morris, our resident historian.